Allow me to extend my gratitude to the, the team of uh, servants of God, adolescents, what the Lord put in their hearts that we can have the 40 days of prayer and fasting. And we are praying together almost every day. And I'm very grateful that uh, this night, being the 12th night of your 40 days, uh, I come to speak to you. And it's my prayer, as Diana prayed, that the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel will use me to speak to someone's life this night. And I pray that surely that which has been uh, a great uh, trigger in your life that makes you not wait upon the Lord or any force that have been standing in your way, my way, the Lord will pull you down. So friends, let's pray together as we connect and uh, trust the Lord for this one hour that he will speak to us and will give us every door breakthrough that we need. It's good to thank you and honor you and recognize you as our Father, God of all creation. And I'm grateful that you've given me a night like this so I can be able to speak and extend thy word to thy children. Lord, I ask that not by power, not by might, but by your spirit, use me, I'm a vessel, very ready to, Lord, tap from you. And I pray that the heavens now open. And Lord, the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart will please you first. Lord, as the word comes out to go to your children, let it bring healing, let it bring restoration, let it bring release from prison for everybody who has been in prison from my issues of the mind and all things that have, to have torn us apart. In this 12th day, I pray that Lord, surely it shall be known that God Proving a non prophetic number, we come to release the souls, we come to release, uh, receive blessings from you, and you will be praised, honored, and glorified in Jesus' name. We pray with thanksgiving, amen. I will not be able to share the PowerPoint because the network is not getting onto the gadgets that uh, wanted to use the PowerPoint. So, you are asked that as you come for the overnight, you have your book. You have your pen, you have your Bible. Most times, few people go off overnight, especially these online meetings. We become so lazy. And many times, people are there lying in their bed. They want to seek in God and telling God, God, come through for me. Lying in your bed there. When the visitor comes, you get out. But for God, you can lie in your bed. You know, many times, we just play around with God. It's very good to understand and come to terms to know that when you have to seek the law, there are principles and ways that we need to put ourselves right. You know, as we can honor men, we need to honor God more in so many ways. So the Bible, a book and a pen is the key. So you can write and don't say the man preached and they ask a question, what did he preach? And you can't tell exactly what the word that came. So may the Lord help us that you keep us awake and the Lord will take away the spirit of slumber from our eyes and grant us a very great peace to be awake for these few, uh, few hours 
as we seek him and honor him. Our topic today is waiting on the Lord and keeping his ways. Waiting on the Lord and keeping his ways. When I received this invitation, I looked at, uh, it came at a time when I was waiting on the Lord <laughs> for the year. I was waiting on the Lord and telling God, now the year is like this, what would you ask me to do? What do you want me to do? How do I take on my life? My name is Isaac Lee Epaku. I serve as a pastor with the Glorious Days Ministries in Chireka. And by the grace of God, my family has gone to rest for now. We are the little ones making noise, so all the mothers taking them, but they should come later. But we love the Lord so much, and we love the Lord because he's been good to us, and the Lord is, is good to every one of us. So when I received this message, I was waiting on the Lord to hear the one that I will take my life for the next 300 and 66 days of the year 2024. Many times, many believers want to hear words from other people. But it's very key for you to sit and humble yourself as a person that you can be able to hear your personal word from God. What is mine may not work for you. But most times because we have, we, we live in a kind of, you know, environment where people think others can hear God better for them than the way they can hear God for their lives. And that's a, a very big myth that we have today. And that is what is destroying the body of Christ, that we cannot even get to that time to sit down and hear God together. My friends, before I carry on, I just want to encourage you the word God has given me. It's very prudent for every individual to sit back at their own houses, to sit back at the altars, to move to prayer places, or turn your houses as a prayer mountain and seek the Lord, wait on the Lord to tell you what it is for you as far as the year is concerned, you know? So while I have the ministry theme or word for the year, I have a word for myself that will carry me throughout the, the year 2024. And when you're standing there, friends, you keep on reminding God over that. He says, come and we reason together. You can get back to him and reason and say, on this day, you spoke to my life and you said, I shall be like this and like this. It is now two months down the road. God, I am seeing nothing. I, I cannot see. I cannot have that which you say. Now, that's, that's why God invites us. Come and we reason together. Bring that matter and let's put it together so that we can find a makeable ground together. If you don't have evidence with God, I can assure you that we can't have evidence of victory. Jesus had an evidence of his God. That is how he was able to defeat Satan. You know, while he was waiting upon the Lord, working himself for 40 days, he had evidence of his God. When the devil came, he never used his word. He used the word of God to defeat Satan. But today we use words of pastors, we use people's words, and that will not help us because there's only one word God has, you know, exalted. He said, I have exalted my word above everything. Psalm 138 and verse 2b. That's a pledge from God. He has exalted that. And he makes a pledge and says, for my word will never come back to me 
empty or void. So friends, I ask you once again in your life, as you begin the year, today is the 12th day of the month of January, what word is carrying you? What word is taking you? Our reading is from the book of uh, uh, Psalm 37, and uh, verses uh, 34 forward, but I want to read from verse 30. I say, the mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God in his hand, and his steps do not sleep. Mark that word in you. Your steps, you cannot sleep if you walk in righteousness. Your tongue will speak justice. We are in 40 days of prayer and fasting as a church. But you hear them at the corridor speaking words that you can't believe. These are people who are in 40 days of prayer and fasting. Mm -hmm. You can hear a lamentation from a person and begin to wonder, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with us? This is a time when we are in the presence of God. While we are waiting on God, we need to learn to make sure that these tongues of ours will speak words of justice. Many of us have crushed our lives based on our own tongues. Many of us have crushed our destinies based on how we speak. You're fasting and you are before God, but you wake up and begin to, you know, speak and say, for me, I think I'll mount to nothing. I'm a nobody. Things cannot work well for me. And I can assure you the way you will have it and so shall it be in your life. Because the devil is waiting for only one word from you. And that's one word can either carry you forward or break you completely. And many of us have been broken and our lives have been actually pushed to a point in life that we cannot have that divinity or breakthrough that we have. So let's speak of that. And verses 32 says, The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. Mark that also in your Bible. While you're seeking God, while you're moving, if we don't work our tongues very well, if we don't put the word of God in our hearts very well, remember the wicked are not sleeping. And God will not going to wipe away the wicked, by the way, the way you think. And God wipe them very fast. No, they will keep there because they need to keep you, you know, on checkbook. They have to check you up. Many of you have prayed, let the wicked die, but you've never you have seen nobody die. God leaves them to check you up. If they leave you far, you will just go and begin to eat chicken, uh, chicken and chips in Jewandagi and just get lost and not understanding reality of what you're meant to do. The wicked watches for the righteous. They're watching for you. They know these 40 days. As a church, those who are demonically set, devil worshippers know about these 40 days. And I can assure that you are in church there and they, they are also part of the church. Sometimes you can find, even when you come for organized like this, even devil worshippers, they call in. They just want to hear. They want to cast spells. They want to do what? So they are watching out for the righteous and are seeking not for them to leave, not to torture them like what, but they just want to see the righteous dead. So may we wake up and as the time we wait, we're waiting on the Lord like this. Let this be words that will take us through and give us insight in all other things. Verse 33 says, The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait, now 34, where our theme, a scripture is coming from that says, wait for the Lord and keep his way. And he will exalt you 
it will inherit the land. Wait upon the Lord and keep his ways. If, number one, you need to be exalted. Number two, if you want to inherit the land. Hallelujah. Number three, if you want to see the wicked cut off. We have to wait upon the Lord. So the question I'll leave us with as we carry on here is, how many of us are looking for ways of uh, exalting ourselves by our flesh? How many of us? I have met men and women who, you know, they seek pleasures of men. They seek men to, you know, to recognition from men. When I learned about this in life, I died to seeking recognition from men. I died to walking and pushing myself to men. I held back my life and held back my life to the Lord and said, God, if you don't come in for me, if you then never open up for me, God, know that I have nobody who can be able to help me. Know that I have nobody who will be able to come in for me. Lord, it is unto you and you alone that I have to wait. If when my time for uh, to be exalted come, God to you, I'm not going to look for man to do it for me. When the time has come for me to inherit the land, Lord, I'm not going to look for man, but my faith, my heart is unto you. Friends, I'm speaking to us this night. A lot is being planned by many people. More than one of us, many of us are saved here. But I can tell you how plan B in your lives. Plan A is God, but God, God has plan B. Because people have this word that some witch told, told men a long time ago. That hope God to hope yourself. And you can hear men also speak to them by the way in church. That hope, but that's not in scripture. Hope God to hope yourself. God doesn't need man's hope for him to be. He will do everything for us as long as we are able to humble ourselves and do things right. In the right way, God will come in for us. You're taking 40 days of prayer and fasting, your plan B. If I don't see it, I'll look for Uncle Isaac who will come and promote me. I'll do this for this door to open for me. Wait on the Lord, friends, if you want to inherit the land. Everyone who goes to men will always pay it. You will have a time in life where the person who ever gave you favor will demand that back from you. But when you took on to the Lord, you want to gain from the Lord is perfect. And that is what is going to seal your life. That is what is going to seal our lives for a greater move on time. So it's a time that I want to speak in this year, 2024. That the Lord will hope us to really humble ourselves and wait on him be men and women who are ready and they know we know what we are meant to do. We know how we are going to get on things and we're not going to rush, you know, with other men to pull out many things here. God is the one who said he will be able to cut every wicked man, every wicked woman over us. Sometimes if we don't do that, we begin to do a lot of gymnastics in life and moving there, moving out there. But if somebody will wait upon the Lord, God does not disappoint. Well, what I will speak to you is, if man can disappoint you, God does not disappoint. In life, whether it rises up like what? 
keep it up. I looked at Abraham when the Lord pronounced his life, he's going to have a son. You know, God never disappointed him. At the right time, the son came. So many issues happened while the delay of the son came. But if you wait to the Lord and you're very strict and you're set to doing right without being moved by plan B, you can, what the Lord says will always come to pass. The delay of Abraham having a son was because the moment it came from the presence of God in Genesis chapter 15, going home like this, he got plan B. That's the time Sarah looked at him and said, don't come, don't tell me your stories. I know you're from God and you're not going to come and tell me your stories from there. Please know, I have a girl here, go sleep with her and we must have children. And Abraham wouldn't think otherwise. He just said, uh, even after going through the experience that he saw God and God told him, well, your descendants are going to be many and they will be like this. He didn't pick that in because plan B crushed him very fast, especially if you have waited for the Lord for many years. Plan B is the most terrible plan. More than many of us, our lives always remain in that state of quagamaya when we choose to go with plan B. So it had to give Abraham more good years for the promised son to come to pass. When you wait upon the Lord, friends, as in the point of waiting, I'm going to go to a little of this, but a point of waiting that trials. There is nobody who will ever wait upon the Lord and there are no trials. If you're doing such and you don't have a trial, you are not waiting upon the true God. You are waiting upon the particular God of your family. But everybody wait upon the true God. You will go through some trials as you wait upon the Lord. A lot of things will come your way to try to stagnate and push the walls and see whether you will stand. If you're called to ministry, so many things will come. The people that you loved you, people that you walk with, some of them can walk away from you. And, and at the point when you really know that this is the ghetto time, when I will, we need to break, break through, you know. But if you do not know your God, you will dance the tune and you'll be crushed. There are trials as you wait upon the Lord, you know. So it's very key for us to understand this so that we can build ourselves right and carry on, especially these 40 days, knowing that while we are waiting upon the Lord, even Satan is standing in there and says, I will stand at your right hand. Verse 35 says, I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like, like a green lower tree, but, it, but he passed away, and behold, he has no more. He was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless, and behold, the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But transgression shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. This is our reading. And if you don't find me reading it again, that's what I want to pick up in life. But I would advise you to begin to read from verse 1 of this scripture of Psalm 37. It gives you the biggest light that comes to do into the quotation of our, our theme of today, waiting upon the Lord. 
So friends, what does it mean to waiting upon the Lord and keeping his ways? The word wait means to hope. As well as keeping his ways. To hope. To anticipate. You can write this down. You hope. You anticipate. You trust. So there are three words here that we stand with. We stand with the trusting. We stand with the anticipating. We stand with hope. So when everything in you is standing, you are hoping, you are trusting in the Lord, you will change my story. You will never leave me the same like this. Lord, I try trust in you. For my definition shall be very different. I have been defined by, by clusters of people in different ways, but God, you will change my definition. Some of us here need our definitions changed. Our identities changed. The ways, the identities people have given unto us. And they have spoken a lot in our lives. But time must come when we need to seek the Lord for a change in our identity. And the only possible way of doing that is when we trust in the Lord. Friends, that doesn't matter how many mountains you've climbed. It doesn't matter how words have come and, you know, things are hanging. When we talk about waiting, we talk about your trust in the Lord. Would you be with me and we trust the Lord that in this 2024, the mountains that have been standing, it shall come to pass when he says, I shall level the mountains. Some of us have gone and seen so many rough grounds in our lives. And I can assure you, I have passed through it. And sometimes when I looked at mountains when in ministry, and I would wonder, God, will I ever have a breakthrough? You know, you try to do this, the rough grounds. You want to walk and the people moving in, you know, move and <laughs> you, you begin to imagine, God, will I ever have a breakthrough? But when you trust in the Lord, you see the Lord coming in for you and working so many things in your life. Battles for a believer are very enormous. You cannot have be a believer and you don't have battles. But the victory that we have is in the Lord. And the drug we have is trust. It's one man who sang a song that we like singing. Trust and obey, for there is no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust no we like We can sing it, but how many of us can implement this? You can speak all that you want, and you can really have it clean in your heart. But how many of us can stand in and trust and obey? When the storms have hit the other side, how many of you can stand and still obey? I'm inviting in these 40 days. In that rough ground that you are in, in the midst of the mountains, in the midst of the valleys that you and I could be, or family members could be, would you wake up? Would you rise up and trust the Lord? Will you tell the Lord, yes, we will trust you. I will trust you. Though the mountains are huge like what? Yet I know one day, one time, 
those shall make a way for me. It's probably God is working, putting in my heart to speak to somebody here. You have waited upon the Lord and have thought him so enormously to bless you with the fruit of the womb. But it has been that, you know, a promise in and out. Maybe this year, maybe next year. And many times we begin to wonder, we leave. God is saying, trust in him. His word can never go back to him and to avoid. Just check. Are you implementing plan B? Or you're only working on the law? Hit up why the Lord. God cannot outcompete with, with the powers and ways of men. If he has told you to believe in him, then believe in him. Don't run to the world. Don't run to men. Don't have plan B. It doesn't matter how long it takes, but God will come through for you. He is saying he will cut off that cord and surely what he said will come to pass. Anticipation, hope, it is. To hope and to trust in the Lord, therefore, require the following. When we are to hope and trust in the Lord, you need the following. I am just defining what waiting and keeping God's ways is. Number one, we need what we call patience. Patience is key. All men in the Bible that many of us like, you know, running to and referring to, we do not know how patient they were. When you ask yourself a question, how patient am I? Just check yourself with the time when you're about to break your fast. You fast, maybe a church fast from 6 p.m. to 6 p.m. I mean, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check how, how, how patient you are. When it's just 5.30, how much you're running so much for food. And then somebody comes to visit you between the hour of 5.30, 5, 5.60. I mean, 5.40 uh, like that. You then check yourself from there, whether you're patient. You'll find many people running away and going to look for food. Excuse me, let me first, let us first find some food. Now. What if God doesn't want you to eat while that person is there? It is patient that will teach you to know, okay, I think God, you want to teach me a lesson here that I should first be patient. Maybe I can increase the fast in more one hour. But I can assure you, you wait, you just take yourself. Many of us are culprits in this. To hope and trust in the Lord, you need greater grounds of patience. Number two, faith. Faith, the priceless thing that nobody can have, can pay for. Faith in the Lord. Many references of the Bible, men that we learn, who talk about faith. Hebrews chapter 11, Canalize to you what faith is, but let me tell you, to reach to the state of what they call faith is not the way you talk it. we talk about it. There's so many things that we have to go through in, in order to manifest this man, man called faith. It's not going to just come in, just you wake up and say, me, I have faith, me, I have faith, you know, just a little while of a pinch in your body before even inquire of the Lord. Panado, where are you, Panado? In my box, in my box, you know. There's a king who got a wound in the leg, 
He was very good at inquiring of the Lord. He demolished every altar, you know, as other kings went in and put on there. But time came when this king developed a wound, a wound in the leg. He forgot about God. Because we are living in a world where we have Panado easily. You know, I was, today I was driving around uh, uh, this, this road, Chanja, coming out uh, towards, um, uh, how do you call this place, that altar up there. I was counting the numbers of pharmacies. <laughs> My head, I just asked, hell, from one distance, from a few distance, I'm seeing a pharmacy, I'm seeing a pharmacy, I'm seeing a pharmacy, I'm seeing a pharmacy. Everywhere, a close distance, there is a pharmacy. Where we're talking about faith, and something happened, will you stand? So, as a, when he developed a wound like this, he went for physicians, and the word of God came. And Tom, because you did not seek me first. I'm not talking about that it's bad to seek doctors who are here. It's very good. But who do you seek first? When I, when I was diagnosed with the high blood pressure, one of the doctors told me that, you know, you're going to live on drugs throughout your life. I asked the doctor, me, to live on drugs at this age, which means that by the time I reach I may not reach our 80 years because drugs, these high blood pressure drugs would have wasted me. They said, but your pressure is absolutely bad. You, you have to start medication. I told the doctors, wait a minute. I will, I will tell you, I will come back and advise you. You're advising me, but I'll advise you next on what I, I might move and what I have to do. So a few, uh, two days down the Lord, I went to the inquire of the Lord and waited in the Lord. And the Lord just kept quiet. I knew the quietness of the Lord is that I shouldn't go and begin putting myself under high blood pressure drugs. So friends, I, I, I went back and told the doctors, I'm not ready for your things. We talked and we discovered that the high blood pressure I had was from my, 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 my mother's lineage. Because we, we, we sat down and asked them questions, but how come this high blood pressure comes to me? I am very slender, but what comes brings this nonsense called high blood pressure? And they began to tell me, do you have any relatives with it? I mouthed through my father's lineage, there is nobody. And I looked at my mother, mother's household. All my mother's uh, sisters and brother have high blood pressure. The doctor concluded and said, that is the, the where the source is coming from. And I told him, thank you so much for confirming. Now, I don't need your medicine. Let me go to God. And we sought this thing. I am not a carrier of people's diseases. What my father, whatever is in my mother's lineage, should not be what I carry. I am not going to be, I'm not going to go and make this medication like my aunties are doing. Never. Friends, it wasn't easy. But faith had to be put into action. The thing hit me, you know, I, you would feel a lot of pain in the heart area. Headache was like no one's business, but I stood the ground over one month. And one, uh, 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 some few days, I woke up and, the, and every system was, re, uh, was put back to order. I went back to check for pressure. I had no pressure. They asked me a question, what did you do? I told them, I did God. 
So what, where do you put your faith while you're waiting upon the Lord? What are the things that you do in this? Hope and trust. I've talked about patience and faith. Number three, humility. In hoping and trusting in the Lord, we need to portray humility. Today we have reached a time where even us pastors or leaders of the churches, to meet a pastor, meet reverend, is another war. People have guards, people have, you know, you know what? You know, so many excuses. There is no humbleness. There is no humility that we, we, we have to take on. We need humility. So some of the things is what God looks at us. Do you practice that? Do you have this? While you're seeking God in these 40 days, will humility be part of you? Can you walk out, you know, as uh, somebody and just go and begin to clean the church? Can you walk in and just hope somebody who is a stranger there? Can you? But today, Titus makes us, we cannot. But I can, I guess I can assure you, whether you wait upon the Lord like what, and we don't practice this, whatever we are opting for, Whatever we are, we are trusting the Lord for, it will not come to pass. God does not and will never change his ways. He keeps his ways. That's why we need to keep the ways of God. If his way says we need to be humble, we need to be men and women of humility. Friends, if I meet you at workplace, it's very terrible and painful. Smiles of people at church is very different from people you meet at work offices. You meet them here in church, you're smiling like that. But meet them alone in the offices. You, you see another devil in someone's life. But church, they are very holy. May the Lord help us. Everywhere we go, we will portray the humility of God in taking our lives rightfully. Number next, we need meekness. Unless you're meek, you cannot and will never be able to enter the kingdom of God. Meekness is key. Jesus spoke to and made this a lesson to disciples. If we are not meek, we cannot even see or be part of the kingdom of God. Remember, seasons like this are seasons when we're stepping back into kingdom knowledge. How will you get there? We are not meek. Meekness is key in us unlocking hope and trusting in the Lord. Number next, long-suffering. Painful word to hear, but you can hold it. Some people, this matter will come to pass. Long-suffering. You have to stand even when I don't see it working. Even when I don't see, feel it, yet I will trust in you. Yet I will keep up my faith. I will not plan. Part B, plan B. I will always walk with the Lord. And that's very important and key. And I want to speak it to us as we begin a year. So many things might come your way, friends. But one of the things you understand is long-suffering is one of the, the keys in by the way obtaining hope in the Lord or trusting in him. We need to be very, very alert over this matter. 
So long as you know it is of the Lord, you don't have fight to solve grounds that we don't understand. Now, my next, you can put things down. I will help you in a later. Keeping the commandments of God. Remember what I talk about? Waiting on the Lord and keeping his ways. Keeping the commandments of God. Psalm 119 is what I'll ask us to go and read for ourselves. Everyone who is able to do that scripture, you can make turn it as a, a Bible study in your family. Learn Psalm 119. Study what the Lord talk about, talks about keeping his precepts, keeping the commandments of God. It will give us a lot of underlining of many things that we need to take up today. How many of us are still holding on to, you know, respecting the people around us? How many of us and people who respect our family, our fathers, mothers? How many of us go to the commandments of the Lord? Keep them. From Genesis to Revelation is God's commandment. You're not going to remove one word and you only practice one. You have to practice everything written from Genesis and put back even everything in, in, in the book of Revelation. When you find it, many churches today and it says the Old Testament is absolute, you know, you laugh at them. You may I call them idiots. They don't know what they're talking about. You know, you go on to do the New Testament, you know, the grace is sufficient, grace is sufficient. Which grace you don't understand that right from Genesis, grace has been there. It was not grace. God would have not dressed Adam, you know, but grace made him to dress Adam. But now you're coming to tell me because Paul said grace is, you know, you don't know, you don't know what you're talking about. So can we, are we able to follow up the, and, the, and keeping the commandments of God, of the ways of God, right from how it is written in the book of Genesis chapter 1 to Revelation, the last chapter. That is what God calls of us. And if we can do that, we will be able to hope and trust in the Lord. To wait upon the Lord means that we now, therefore, to wait and keeping the, the ways of God means that we have to plant the seeds of faith in our lives. And we must watch to nourish it. You will plant the seeds of faith in your life. And you must watch to nourish the seed. Now, people today want this thing of planting seeds, sow a seed, every nonsense, everything, sow a seed, sow a seed. Every time you go to church, you sow a seed, you sow a seed. You don't even know the garden you're sowing a seed in. When do you nourish it? When will you nourish making that seed to grow? When will the seed ever, you know, have fruits in it? Every seed must grow. And the process of growth to, to fruiting calls for a nourishing. They must be watered. There must be all alignments that must be done to make the seed work and you have a fruit. Waiting upon the Lord and keeping his ways, friends, is like planting the seed of faith and must be nourished or kept watered every time. 
So may I welcome you now to a season. While you are in the 640 days of prayer and fasting, may I welcome the season of planting. You are planting something. But after the 40 days, kindly, don't stop there. Wake up and, now and go and nourish. Water the seed. Keep on watering. Some of you, God, you need to, after 40 days, might have to take more other days to fast. More other days to seek the Lord individually. More other days to retreat yourself. More other days to attend overnight by yourself without even, you know, being invited by uh, the cathedral. That is what will cause a, a nourishing of the seed that you're planting in these 40 days. As a cathedral, there is a nourishment that needs to be taken on in that which you're planting for 40 days. You know, there is a nourishing that takes on there. Because this seed must be kept on there. And things will have to work according to how the Lord has now spoken and given us an insight as we carry on. Therefore, friends, throughout the word of God, we are told that if we want to be blessed by the Lord, we must learn to wait upon him and keep his ways. Throughout the Bible, if you take time to study the Bible from Genesis Revelation, throughout it, God requires of us, if we want to be blessed, if we want to, you know, to have that which we don't have, I must come from the supernatural. We are called upon to wait on the Lord. Learn to wait. And I'll give you some few scriptures here very fast as I calculate my time rightfully. Psalm 25 and verse 5 says, Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation, on thee do I wait all the day. There are so many scriptures that throughout it, the biggest message is waiting on the law. Psalm 27 verse 14, you can write this down for yourselves. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thy heart. Underline that word in your Bible. Most time we pray around. We, do we need our hearts being strengthened? Wait upon the Lord. This night, you've come to wait upon the Lord. Maybe your heart broken. Maybe not things have worked in ways that, you know, you never expected them to be. It is very key. And very serious. If we really want to see breakthroughs or blessings, we need to wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And only God can strengthen our hearts. No man can strengthen you. No man we will, we will lie on people's you know, breast or chest, but they will never strengthen that heart of yours. But it's only God. Who can be able to do that in our lives? Psalm 37 that we've read, can you still speak about waiting on the Lord? Psalm 52, uh, verse 9 also says, you know, wait on the Lord. I will wait on thy name. 
for it is good before thy saints. That is the key. And then we go to Psalm 123. You can write it down. Uh, likewise, uh, verse 2, Psalm, uh, Psalm 62, verse 5 also, tells you the same thing. In Psalm 62, verse 5, it says, My soul, wait though only upon thy God, for my expectation is from him. Now that's what I want for somebody here. May God help you to be tuned out of men. You and my expectation should come from the Lord. It shouldn't come from anybody. May God help us today. Let men speak and they can say things, but let your expectation come from the Lord. Could you raise up your voice beyond? Raise up your hand and say, God, while thou said words, my expectation of all the things in my life come from you. Sometimes this expectation can call that you don't have food in the house. At times when I didn't have food in the house, I'm serving God, but I don't have food in the house. You know? But you keep expecting. You will raise up your hands and tell the Lord God, you say, I have called you and assigned you for this time to do this and do my work. And I omit, and I omit every time when he said things will come, but your expectation for the meal, for the fees of the children, everything will come from the Lord. Friend, I don't know. I don't know for you really. What are you putting up your hope in? Where is your expectation? School is coming. Where is your expectation? May we raise our faith up today and ask the Lord surely, my Father, all that I am and all that God I take myself into, my heart, in all things and my soul as I wait upon you, my expectation is coming from you. Meet me, Lord. Meet me, Lord, at this point of my life. Rise up for me, my Father, the hope of all glory, the source of all, my God, my expectation comes from you. You're going to give me a breakthrough. And at the time of my breakthrough, you alone will know it. I want to wake up from my bed and it's a dream that Isaac, you are going to break through because I have been waiting upon the Lord. You have been waiting upon the Lord. You need to wake up and someone like who is dreaming and say, is it, am I the one that the Lord has blessed this? Am I the one that I've been surprised that I've, I've been given a job. You're waiting upon the Lord for over, you know, 10 years, 15 years, or 10 or how many years without a job. And you still stand and say, I will wait. As you do that, revelations keep on coming. There's a young man who waited upon God for 20 years without a job. In that period is when now the Lord came and spoke to him. That you see this repeated dream of your grandmother. Every time coming is what is making you not to get a job. This young man had to go in within that time and now sought the law for three days. He had a fight in the dream with a grandmother. A grandmother who died when he did not know. He was even not born. But that grandmother held his destiny for all that long. But because he kept on waiting upon the Lord, he never ran to places to look for, you know, you know, fast, fast things. He kept on waiting. People laughed 
20 years that he was, you know, you know, after graduation, nothing. But that morning when he woke up, it was like a dream. He got calls from three companies that needed him. Three companies, one call from another. Surprise, he had to sit again to ask the Lord, where do I go now? His latter days were greater than his former, more than the people who worked or we left campus with 20 years back. When your expectation is in the law, friends, I can assure you, it does not disappoint. It does not disappoint. And I can assure you, I can speak to you as to wait in God. Or a particular mark in your life. And you're expecting, your expression is in him and not from any man there. Friends, God will not disappoint you. I have lived my life and told God, I don't, I only expect that what you do will come from you alone. I can be alone, I can do, but God, you will never forsake me. You will meet the desire, you will meet everything of my life, my God. And surely, friends, that's when you wake up and you have testimonies to flow all times of your life. These are what we call testimonies. Testimonies not when I bought a car and a loan. Testimonies when you do not understand how things happen. And things just had to happen. Hallelujah. He did not understand how, you know, it will happen. But things just had to come. And they happened like that. Waiting upon the Lord. Hallelujah. I began to build a house. You know, at my home. And I had no, no money. I looked for money to borrow. And, and, friend, and people couldn't give me money. I remember when the Lord told me, just do as it is. I finished to build, put the house. I didn't know how to roof it because I didn't have money completely. And I, I didn't even know that I would ever roof the house. A few months down the road, uh, the Lord just spoke and made somebody to come to me. And somebody just gave me money, enough to roof the house and finish it. They did not know what they were doing. They don't know. But it was one year down the road with the house and roofed. But when I, I kept, I never went. When I, I, I looked around for friends, I looked around people to lend me money and, and everyone who could say they didn't have, I decided to put my knees down and wait upon the Lord. And I speak right now. Now the, the people who are working in the house just finished the roof yesterday. And I was just marvelously, and I thank God when I saw the pictures of the house roofed. That is when they say, when you wait on the Lord, he will make your expectation come. One year down the road, I can tell you, one year, I wouldn't see anything. I didn't have money. I never even thought that I would be able to pick up any money to get, because roofing the house alone needs, needed millions, you know, but I couldn't. I didn't have it. But I kept, I waited, I waited, I waited, and I waited in the Lord. And the Lord just surprised me in a day, in a day like this, that which I needed. I just ministered to somebody and the Lord just spoke to them. And what they brought was enough to take me and roof the house and finish it. That is God. Your expectations will be met by God if you wait. Some of us, we don't have patience. We are rushing. We rush so, so much. Sometimes things that to glorify God. What glorify and make God's, God's name highly lifted is that which you've seen in pain. If you, you know you have people, you maybe trusted them and said, these people can help me. And then, you know, from, from a ground and someone says, I don't have. 
We cannot. And indeed, they don't. Friends, I can assure you, it is now a lesson to keep you up. Wait on the Lord and he will surprise you. He will come in at a point you don't expect so that no glory will go to any human being. That I went and borrowed a bank. I went and borrowed a friend. And no, you expected from the Lord and you had the Lord came through for you. Hallelujah. Psalm 135, 30 verse 5, he says, I will wait. I will wait for the Lord. My soul doth wait. In his word do I hope. Very clear. Very clear. Proverbs 20 verse 22 says, Not though I will recompense and wait evil, but wait on the Lord, and he shall save me. You know, how wait for the Lord to save me. How wait for the Lord to bring this for me. How wait for the Lord to make a way for me where sin be no way. Isaiah 8 verse 17 says, And I will wait upon the Lord that hideth his face from the house of Judah, and I will look for him. Even when the Lord is as hidden his face from you, for a little while, my friends, I'm here to encourage and speak to your life. Even when it's a little while and you can't hear him, my friends, wait. He says, I'll wait for the Lord. I'll wait. I'll wait upon the Lord. That hidden his face from the house of Jacob. That was a time when God had hidden his face from Jacob's house because of the sins that had committed. But when they kept on waiting and waited upon the Lord, friends, the Lord surprised these fellows. The Lord came through for them. The Lord remembered them. One thing about God is even though he hides his face from you, as long as the Lord is purpose and your sin, that you are consistent, you are insistent, and you are not diverted by anything, my friends. God will wake up from where he's hiding his face and will turn his face upon you. His face will shine once. Consistent, insistent, and you are never, not ready to be compromised, not ready to push yourself anywhere. My friends, the Lord will come through for you. Men will ever disappoint us. Men can hide their face when you're going to see them. But God, when he hides his face and you keep on insisting, we are very consistent to the Lord, the Lord will make his face to shine on us. Wait on the Lord, friends. I'm still talking about waiting. And I'm giving us scriptures that gives us, they live, uh, they, they, they live on to what they call, we say, wait upon the Lord. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 6 says, Therefore, turn thou to thy God, keep mercy, judgment, and wait on, the, on thy God continually. Underline that in your Bible. Wait upon the Lord your God continually. Don't stop now. Continually wait upon the Lord. Friend, minister in the gospel, wait on the Lord continually. Even though you're walking, you don't have a vehicle, wait upon the Lord. Continually will surprise you. It will make a way for you. Wait upon the Lord. Minister of God, you are, oh, you're, you're looking at many things. Children are hanging up at school. Yeah, sometimes some may, may have a dead year. But my friend, wait upon the Lord. He is not man, son of man, to, to sleep. He will come. And that time the Lord will supply the desire, the needs of your heart. Don't run. You, you are supply is in the Lord. A supply is in the Lord. You don't have anywhere we can run. We can't have anybody that we can run to, but we have the Lord. 
that we run to him and as we keep on, he makes a way. He makes a way where there seems no way. Jehovah has the final say. He makes a way where there seems no way. Jehovah has the final say. Whether who wakes up from where and they want to speak words, those words will go back to them. My God, your God is the only God with the final word. He has the final say over every details of your life. I've told people that mean I will live to see my children, children. Where the sickness, anything is got in my body, the way it came, I tell it, you go back the way you came. You know, whether you entered from the window while I was sleeping, or you entered from the main door, it is still open, you can still go back. I am to live to see my children and children, children. Hallelujah. Sometimes the things that point with heat in your life and you wonder, God, can this be possible? But he says, wait upon the Lord continually and the Lord thy God shall come in and always his work is to surprise us. Those who wait upon him will mount on wings like eagles and the Lord shall make things come to pass. Hallelujah. As I begin to wind up, because I'm told, asked, I was told to stop at, at half past midnight. As I begin to wind up, I want to respond to these two questions. Number one, what does it mean to wait upon the Lord and keeping his way? I've been talking about waiting on God. But what does it mean to wait upon the Lord and keeping his way? Number two, what happens when I wait upon the Lord and I keep his ways? These are two questions I'll respond to, and then I'll shut up and hand over to Diana to carry on in prayer. The questions have been asked by many people, and many people are going to continue to ask this question, and many of us will keep on asking ourselves this very question. What does it mean for me to wait upon the Lord? Maybe I hope that today there's some few uh, uh, revelation of scriptures here, and then we can be able to be able to pick some few things that will help us tonight, in this overnight, as we keep waiting upon the Lord. In Psalm 37, verse 3 to, uh, to 5, trust in the Lord and do good, so shall thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shall be fed. In Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not Unto thy own understanding. What does it mean? Really here. The first point I want to put here is. Friends to wait on God. Means to put all our trust in him. To wait upon the Lord. Means to put all trust. All our trust. Nothing, nothing less, less, nothing more, but trusting. And I mean it, trusting. I work with the people. And by the way, many times, if you put, keep on it, you're going to trust you, a man, you cannot mind. But when you put up and say, God, it is you. I will trust. I will not trust in my understanding. Some was a very wise, we've been given so much knowledge biblically, by the way. But we, we don't lead in our understanding. 
how wait upon the Lord, and I will make sure that in all my waiting, you will remain God and forever standing in, in my life. Number two, Jeremiah 33, verse 3. To waiting or wait upon the Lord means to call upon the Lord in prayer. Jeremiah 33, verse 3. Jeremiah 29 and verses 10 to, to 13. We stop most people say, for I alone know the plan I have. No, it's and he said, then you shall call to me. You will search for me and you'll find me. Those who search me, they will find me. Waiting on God means calling upon him in prayer. Don't be shut. Don't allow situations around, around you to shut you from calling upon God. Never. Keep on. Even when you call and you, wait, go, wait, you go tomorrow and things are upside down, keep on calling. Keep on calling him in prayer. Keep on raising the matter to the Lord. And he will surprise you at one time. Number three. Psalm 100, verse 1 to 2. Waiting upon the Lord means to serve the Lord with gladness. While you're talking about waiting, serve the Lord. I was so pleased when I had very different people leading intercession in the beginning here. Whilst you're doing it with the, or your heart, that is glorious. But if you're looking for someone to pay you to do it, then you do not know what to do. Serve the Lord with a gladness, whether you get a coin or you don't get a coin. For the one who rewards his best is in heaven. He's watching your sacrifice. He's doing all things. I serve the Lord in St. Francis Chapel. You know, I would wake up. I was in, in, pray, in, in praise and worship. I was in drama. I was in intercession. You know, and you wake up almost every Sunday by 6 a.m. And we're going to go up to church. And sometimes when I'm act, acting in the skit, we have to end the service around 4 because we have the Lugbara service that ends around two, three, and you have the youth service that sometimes picks up from there. So you count all, no one is giving you transport. I would get out, walk or get my transport call, but I was glad to serve the Lord. There's no day I would think in my life I ever missed an intercession office. Every time when we sabbatize for prayer, we're there, willingly, not, not with grudges, not with what. So sometimes we see where far people have gone. There is a foundation that they put somewhere. Serve the Lord with the gladness. Today when you hear people pick up and begin to say what, 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 you don't, have any, you don't know what you're talking about. We never have to make things, moments in what to rule our lives. Serve the Lord. One time it pieces me up when I was in a church, some church, and some woman comes to us uh, to worship. And then, you know, she touches the chair and, and it was not wiped, you know. The, the ashes are not clean it. She called the usher and blasted the usher. 
this chair is dirty. Why did you clean it? it? I was so pissed off. Who do you think you are? You even in church, you cannot pick your own handkerchief to clean. But because they, there are people who sit, they sit in front and all the things. Serve the Lord. That act of, of cleaning the chair and even extend to clean for your neighbors, maybe the ashes for God, is service. Serve the Lord with gladness, without anything that, you know, comes in there. But if I people can come in to lead prayer like this, this is the glory of God. And that is key. And that's what it means to wait upon the Lord. It's not just sleeping in the room there and I'm sleeping and wait upon the Lord. No. You are serving the Lord with gladness. And that is what God is called and set us into. Number, I think, five. I don't know now. To wait upon the Lord means that we have to also have the faith. When I talk about trust and all that, but to wait on him also carry faith. I will not explain that because I've done a lot of explanation in that one. Number next, James chapter 1, verse 22. But ye be you doers of the word and not hearers only. Waiting upon the Lord means we are obedient to the word. From R to Z, you will do what the word says and you act without any kind of, you know, four plagues. But he shall do that for kingdom purposes. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 35 forward. Waiting upon the Lord means patience with the Lord. Patience with the Lord. Will you, do you know that even God sees <laughs> people to be patient with it? And when you do that, that is our waiting on the Lord. Or what waiting upon the Lord is. And keeping his ways. Anyone who doesn't do that. Then you are not waiting upon the Lord. You are waiting upon your ancestors. And you cannot be able to match out. Or match in. The people wait upon the Lord. Waiting upon the Lord means to trust the Lord. For your soul salvation. Trust the Lord. For your soul salvation. Romans chapter 10 and verse 9 forward. For those shall confess thy mouth with thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy other God has raised it. Trust with your salvation. Trust your soul to him. And you're going to see the oneness that the Lord has in life for you. As answering question number one, what does it mean? When I say wait upon the Lord, what does it mean? So I'm going to go to the last one so that we can, we will have great, great time to finish up. What happens when I wait upon the Lord and keep his ways? We would love to do this and I would love to discuss this so much. But I'm going to summarize it for us. Because I know it is time and some people now will be need, we need to pray. But I want to begin like this. What 
happens to everyone who waits upon the Lord and keeps his ways. Number one, there will ever be change in our lives. No one has waited on God in the Bible and never was changed. Nobody. If you ever want to change in your life, wait on God. Job chapter 14 and verse 14. Read it to, to back up that. Change will come. Abraham changed. Completely. Noah changed completely. David changed completely. Samuel changed completely. Count them. Isaiah changed. The disciples changed. When they waited on the Lord, when we wait upon the Lord, what will happen to us is that we shall receive a change. I need someone to wake up and, you know, have a change in even the void, the way you talk, because you've been waiting upon the Lord. The way you we handle things, that people are keeping grudges, you don't understand things, but you're moving with a grudge, you don't understand. You need, just when you're waiting upon the Lord, you don't just believe God for a change of mind. Some of us, God expects of us to change attitudes. There's some weird attitudes that some of us have um, uh, to people. There's some weird attitudes some of us have, you know, towards, you know, a general church. Some weird attitude. The weird attitude we have towards the country. When we wait on God, there must be a change. If you don't feel a change in your life, my friend, you are not waiting upon the Lord. In these 40 days, there must be a change in your life. The Bible says 40 days of waiting upon the Lord in the mountain when Moses came back, the face was shining. When we see a face shining over Diana, in these 40 days, we receive, we receive a change completely in the thinking ways of how you handle things. In the matter of patience, we receive a change a person maybe who has not been very patient, I don't know, you know, you begin to see Diana is a patient person. Beginning to champion and say, guys, I'm not going to carry these things like this. I will be, I am this person. And people begin to wonder, is that Diana? Is she the one? You know, I'm sorry to use your name because you're the moderator. Is she the one? But when they see things coming out of you, the very, you know, high-voltage woman, oh, you know, talks high, loud, you know, always pushing there, but now change absolutely. It, she no longer has anything, you know, that pushes to the wall, but she can smile. You know, the people you meet on the road, they don't smile, and people say, hey, how did you manage to make that person smile? Waiting upon the Lord calls us into that state you know, what must happen is that I have a change. I have a transformation. You must be transfigured. Jesus waited upon the Father. There was a transfiguration. 
church, I pray, these 40 days, oh, all saints, oh, all saints, may there be a transfiguration of our minds of people. That our minds will not be conformed to the standards of the world, but we will carry on, you know, we renewed and be transformed to godliness, and we shall be able to know the will of God. History is conform conformity to world system. Conformity to everything will not be there. But we will have a very great transform mind that carries us to the great will and purposes of God. Number two, what does it mean to wait upon the Lord? Or what happens, I mean, when we wait upon the Lord? We will be filled with God's compassion. And his mercy will rest upon us. We will be filled with God's compassion. And his mercy will rest upon us. And God will be gracious to everyone who waits upon him. I repeat that. We will be we'll filled with God's compassion. And it's mercy resting on us. And God will be glorious to us. Isaiah chapter 30 verse 18. You can read it for yourself later. The time when we need the compassion of God. And this compassion must, must change us. To be not only compassionate people, but we need to be compassionate. And God's mercy rests on us. And then the glory of God, his gloriousness shall be what we see. Friends, I pray that God will come through and fill this matter of our lives. And we'll have these gracious to working wonders for us. And we'll have a very great breakthrough in our lives. Number three, what happens when we wait upon the Lord? God will be good. To those who wait upon him. <laughs> God will be good. To those who wait upon him. You can sing that song. God. You're so good. But you will sing and never see it. When you wait, wait upon the Lord. God will be good. To those who wait upon him. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 25. Backs us up. Read it. Pray over it. God be good to me, based on scripture. As I wait upon you, God be good to me. Do not forsake me. Do not hate me. Do not keep me under that siege. Lord, be good to me. And let me, Lord, celebrate your goodness. Number next, waiting what happened as we wait upon the Lord. Our salvation will come. And our prayer will be heard by God. Waiting upon the Lord means our salvation will come. Remember salvation is worked upon, by the way. Work upon you for salvation with fear and trembling. Not saying I uh, receive crying and then you, you think it is done. No. You're going to work on it. Because there's something salvation has to bring. Salvation is what builds what you call righteousness. Rightness will not just come because you confessed Christ yesterday that you renounced Satan and you're still Satan alive. But when we wait upon the Lord, Satan has 
is weakened out of us. And so we will be able to have our salvation come. Our deliverance from a particular thing will now come to pass. Have you noticed that believers, people are saved, are suffering from demonic attacks? Someone is saved, but is being tortured by a spiritual wife, a spiritual husband, but they are totally saved by it. Have the, has that salvation come? People are saved are very selfish. You know, they, are, they have this monster called selfishness bounding up in their lives. What has happened to them? Are they saved? No, but they confess Christ. Look at yourself, look at the church. Very proud people. People have pride in them. Are they saved? Is pride what God wants? No. And so you keep on moving and thinking, you know, you cannot, you can tell everybody, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Yesterday we were discussing that day how people around different parts of Uganda give, give great people praise the Lord, but they're sorcerers. Even today, a witch doctor gives you praise the Lord. I went to my village and, and one of the, 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 the persons who is known as a witch came to greet me and told and greeted me because they know me. They came and greeted me and said, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, the people are hearing also just wondered, but this is a person they know is a witch. But the person came to me and greeted me, praise the Lord. Why? Everybody who was coming to greet me was saying, praise the Lord. So praising God doesn't mean that you are actually saved. <laughs> Your salvation must come when you die to the things, the flesh, the things that you used to do when before even you got to know Christ, you know, and begin to live a life transformed to godliness. But we find the things are still cropping in you there. Then you are not yet saved. Waiting upon the Lord shall make your salvation come, shall make our prayer be heard by God. And I can tell you that we will be set apart for kingdom purposes. Number next. What happens as we wait upon the law? Isaiah chapter 64. Okay, you can put that one. Uh, the first one you can put Micah chapter 7, verse 7. And then I'll go to the next point. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 4. Waiting upon the law unleashes or leads to opening of greater things to come our way. Waiting upon the law unleashes or makes an opening of greater things to come upon our way. If you want great things to come your way, wait upon the Lord. Unleashing of great things to come your way, my brother, my sister, wait upon the Lord. And I speak this night as a person God has given the authority to speak to someone's life today. Great things are already set by God for us. But we cannot be able to touch base with them if we don't give in time to wait on God. Great things are already there. He says, before even you pray, I've answered you. Great things. But you cannot touch base with those things unless you put time to wait on God. Because in the waiting room is when God will speak. In the waiting room when you can sort matters with God. In the waiting room, that's when you can be able to, you know, to 
connect and, uh, and with the power of God and do that which has been standing. In awaiting places when you can be able, you know, to God will speak to you what has been a cause of your stagnation. It can be 45 years and you're not married and you're still saying, no. What is the matter? As you, you need to hear God so that you can deal with the monster. God, why am I like this? What is it that is scaring people out of? I was praying for, uh, so for somebody. And, you know, immediately, I, you know, this person had been waiting for marriage. I when I began to pray like this, they all faced a person, turned, I first saw a snake. The eye just snooped up. And then, you know, and the all other face turned to become a, like a crocodile. In my office while I was praying. So we had to take, you know, a great, serious aggression in deliverance. So this is where a, someone is looking at this person's face, but they, they're seeing a crocodile. A person outside is very, is very beautiful, but when a man comes, they are seeing a crocodile. You know, they're seeing a snake. As you wait upon the Lord, in that great things are coming, but God has to, you have to wait and make the Lord give you revelation. Of that which is standing your ground and to make you not to have that breakthrough that you need. And lastly, let me not take time in this. Lastly, waiting upon the law. What happens to us? Our strength is renewed. Number one, we will mount on wings like eagles. Number two, we will run and never be weary. Number three, we wish we will never. We will walk, I mean, we will walk and never faint. When we wait upon the Lord, that's what will happen to our lives. Isaiah chapter 40 and verse 31, you can have it there. For us, as we take on friends, therefore, we will think these two questions as I respond. Friends, waiting and, and keeping the ways of God will always make everyone who does it rightfully become an overcomer, become a problem solver. You become, you know, a person who is out of disappointment. You can become a person who can set setbacks and make them to be set forwards. You can become that person who will overturn and overcome sicknesses and diseases ravaging your life your households, and lastly, you can you become that person who the Lord will use to take up and do greater things that he carry on in life. Is there for my prayer that today as we wait upon the Lord, let's allow this to happen. Because when we do it, we shall see the hand of God. God will give us direction for our lives. Why it is very important to wait on him. Seek God and he'll give you direction. God will keep us and keep his steps in our lives key. And as we will, as we walk, we'll see victory coming. God will allow, allow the proper time of our preparation and at the proper time of answers. No man will ever take the glory of God because in the proper time of God, while we waited upon him and he has responded to us, he remained exalted 
as a king of all kings and a lord of all lords. God will make our faith be more strengthened beyond that which we ever think of in life. And as men run like what? You are not weary or taken up by what men thinkest, but you will keep up moving and moving for the glory of God. You know, where we do ministry one time, woke up and you know, somebody brought a head of chicken, put in my window. When uh, two days ago, someone went and they went, we were in, in the prayer altar, you know, what collected urine from where, came and poured it there. You know, you look at things and begin to just laugh. I, I laugh when people I just say, these people don't know what they're doing. But you put that and tell the Lord God, build my faith. I was telling my boys, what men are doing inside here is to build our faith beyond. One of my neighbors, you know, you know, you are praying and people are burning incense. You can you can spill it, you just smell a mean you're somewhere in the room, you know, burning it with it when you begin to pray like this. They begin to burn things up. And then you walk around and say, What is this? But all this is to build up your faith. While you're waiting upon the Lord, my friend, there, many things will surprise you. But let you make every surprise of those things as a point of building you and carrying you to greater heights. I end with this. For everybody who waits and keeps the ways of God, Every motivation you need in life, every revelation you need will not be given to you by man, but by the Lord. The Lord shall motivate you in everything that you do. The Lord will make every desire of your heart cometh. The Lord shall bring every revelation that you need, and you don't need any man to do it for you. You pick it up and you know exactly what is happening and then you'll be able to seek him to give you direction. Once the Lord has given you a revelation, it is key to go back to him to seek for direction. You don't have to run to another person. This is what, you know, seek him from there. And friends, I can assure you, the Lord will grieve you and make you have every victory that you need. Father, I have spoken. Lord, I've spoken about waiting on you and keeping your ways. To your children, do I submit this word? Do I submit and ask you, may the words I've spoken, Father, be honored by you and be exalted by you this night. In this midnight watch, my Lord, my King, I pray that God, whatsoever has been standing away, bringing discouragement even while we are sitting, waiting upon you, Father, may you crush it. We entrust, and I entrust everyone. I entrust this, oh God, cathedral to you. In these 40 days, Lord, that you have spoken to them, that every year they start the year in prayer and fasting for 40 days. Lord, as they wait upon you for 40 days, Lord, I pray that the experience of, 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 of Moses will come upon the leadership of this cathedral. Father, may the face shine. May glory be seen in, in all saints cathedral. Father, it's my prayer, my Lord, that every ancient powers shall be broken. Every doors, God, Father, that ruleth by principles of man in this ministry, Lord, shall be broken. 
every alignment of the devil that will not want to see, Lord Father, the glory and the glorification of the Lord God alone, and he alone in these church will be broken, God. I thank you for that leadership. Thank you, Lord Father, that from the provost, assistant provost, to the rest of the reverence and everyone who serves, Lord, bless them. Lord, we increase them. Father, as they wait upon you, God, do not make them tired. I know that many can be aging, but I pray as you told me, I, my strength for you is very sufficient, Isaac. You will run and will never be weary. Father, I pray that baptize these people afresh. Give them that strength beyond one man, I think it. And God, raise them up a lot right now. And while they're aging, they, they are now God rejuvenating in the might of our Lord Jesus. It's time to dress up. It's time, leaders of all sins, to dress up afresh. For new shoes of the gospel shall the Lord give it to you. And the Lord shall use you to carry these for generations through you. Nations shall be brought to the kingdom. Nations shall know and serve the Lord. Kingdoms shall bow down. Kingdoms shall bow down. And the way of kingdom of the Lord shall be taught. And everybody will turn to be that a great ambassador for Christ now and forever. In Jesus' name, pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you. Amen. Amen.